Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Segment, serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have a great interview with my friend, Dr. Drew, that you're going to listen to in a minute. I want to remind anybody that's in the Hamptons area where I have been all week that I am doing a super juicy and fun live Juicy Scoop at the West Hamptons Beach Theater. You can get those tickets at heathermcdonald.net, special surprise guest. And I also dropped a special Patreon for you guys. You can also join that at heathermcdonald.net. That covers the Brandy Julie controversy scoop, as well as my thoughts on Raquel from Vanderpump Rules' first and only interview, and being that she went on Bethany's podcast, and every all my thoughts about that, and the reality union, and the fact that Spencer Pride has spoken out and said, uh, we are not part of that, leave us out of it. Uh, Paige has said, I'm not part of that. You know, so who are all these people coming forward? I cover it all. It's very interesting. So you're going to get that. And um, now for Dr. Drew, enjoy the show. Hope you're having a wonderful week. I'm having the time of my life frolicking in the Hamptons in gauzy white dresses and cream-colored hats. And, oh, I mean, it, it's like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. It's None of it is real, and it's been really fun. And as a Valley girl, I've never experienced anything like it. And I hope you guys are following me at Heather McDonald for all the fun that I'm experiencing. It's just, like, ridiculous. Everything feels fake. Love you guys. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have return guest, everyone's favorite doctor and dad, Dr. Drew Pinsky, how are you? I am good, Heather. This is how we spend time together now. We either <laughs> we either we, we either get on each other's podcast or we show up in Mexico together. We never I get know, to see you otherwise. And, well, I know. And I invited myself to your house for a pool party. Yeah, yeah, then, that's right. I forgot about that. I was disappointed we didn't do well, that. Well, I just I felt like, you know, I just felt like I invited myself. And you then can always, Susan you, you, bought the noodles for me to float on <laughs> and the burgers. Yes. And the, but then I was like, wouldn't you rather just not have anybody? And I think she was kind of happy with that. Uh, she may have been. I was. Yes. Not. Yeah. And so you were not. No. Why did you guys come over? Oh. I, mean, I haven't seen you forever. But I thought, nah, I'm going to see her next week. So it's all it's, good. It's okay. Yeah. So we have a lot of things to discuss. As and always, you got a lot of questions from everything my... good with you. Everything good with the. I, I got to yes. tell you, I run a juicy scoopers everywhere. Uh, they're the like, best. They are the best. And I'm always sort of stunned by it being an opener for so many people. <laughs> it's like like people that I don't expect it from. You know, it's not the podcast world necessarily that yeah. all of a sudden like love you on Juicy Scoop or I love I'm a Juicy Scooper. That like that's how they identify themselves. That is and, awesome. Uh, it is awesome, and it's um, a lot of very intelligent women. I would say that, that's sort well, of the general I'm very, trend. Um, we actually did a survey yeah. for my podcast company. And it was great to see that it is a educated, smart, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I could feel, I group could s- of of guys and girls, but it is predominantly women. The, the, and the ones the that age stop is me, like mid thirties up. Yep, it's um, usually thirty or but early you know, 40s. I know I get younger people too. It's whatever, but it's it's a it's just flattering that that they always approach people that have been 
guests on my show and become regulars, and that's just the nicest Which, thing we, to it, me. It is nice, and and again, they're substantial people, right? It's not just yeah. you know, which is nice, but. To it doesn't happen with other podcasts so much anymore. It, oh, it used to happen, right? I think it used to. But I don't know. I'm I, happy I, to hear that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we talked about this a little on the phone with the strike and everything. Unfortunately, you know, there's going to be people who will have time on their hands. And I said, I think if this was a couple of years ago, maybe people would be throwing those deals at them like they did for COVID. Yes. But I do feel like now people are realizing that this is a real skill, oh, yeah. podcasting. Oh, it, yeah. It takes a certain kind of talent to keep it going for years on end. And that isn't everybody that's just famous. No. Just is, being famous uh, and just being a good actor or a good sitcom star does not make you someone that can create content several times a week for years on end. It just isn't. 100% true. I don't care how many famous friends you can interview either. I right. think people are over that a little. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought yeah. about that, but I think that's true also. But this is more about community and sharing and stuff like that and hanging out. Yeah. It's, it's like an enjoyable thing. And other podcasts, I mean, occasionally stuff comes up when I'm on other podcasts, but the Juicy Scoopers identify themselves as Juicy Scoopers. That's like who I am. Yeah. I'm part of this community, oh, which is very good. very cool to see. So. That is great. And and by the way, yes. I'm just as I'm thinking about yeah. it, because it reminds me to call you and ask to come see you here and yeah, get yeah. on the podcast. But but I this last time, like right in a row, like three people stopped me. And I, I started getting jealous of Sarah and and, uh, Chris. and Chris. I'm like, they get to go all the time. I need to go in there. So, you can come more often. So, I just thought you were, you know, so busy and live but isn't far that away. Funny? But I, yeah. li I literally felt jealousy. It's so funny. That is so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love so that. So there you go. You so like jealousy? Let's first talk about jealousy and everything <laughs> that's, else. That's your thing. Okay. About um, some Hollywood breakups. There's been uh, a lot and there's been a lot of discussion yeah. about Open marriage is what causes these breakups, you yeah. know, throughout. You and I have both been married very long. Yeah. We are My anniversary is tomorrow. For how many years? 32. And you know, and every marriage is different and everybody has their things that are easy it, and their things that are hard. Yes. But but I started thinking um you know, there's always stuff, right? Yeah. You got to kind of work it through and the marriages go through evolutions, just tougher times than others. Yeah. But I was thinking about the people that I, I was watching some interview on TV or something, and somebody's going, oh, marriage is hard, marriage is hard. And I thought, I mean, it's not really compared to other hard things. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, raising a family is hard. Creating a life is hard. It's, it's work. But the marriage sort of, if it's working, I mean, it can be challenging sometimes. It's not that hard. Of course, I'm not married to Peter. But, well, but, <laughs> well, I mean, I just think every situation is different. But like I was talking, it, it is. It I was is. talking to my friend Kate Casey, who has five kids, and she's got a great podcast too. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, call me. I'm driving from um, Carpinteria back all the way to Newport. Drop my kid off. Oof. One of the kids off at some yeah. camp." That's the kid thing. So That's I call not... her later at five. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's like talk some juicy scoop. Yeah. And she goes, can I just cut a, can I just ever get a break? I go, why? What happened? She goes, just as I walked in the house, the phone rang and the kid sprained his ankle and needs to be picked up yeah. tomorrow or something. Yeah. And now the husband has to go and then they're supposed to be going to Hawaii. Yes. And I just was like, oh, I feel you. You're sad for your kid. You're sad for the drive. You're yep. sad for the waste of the day. Yep. But I was also like, that's what you sign up for. 
Well, that's, that's what true. happens when you have kids and stuff. And what when when people don't have kids, those are things that they are never. There's going to be inconvenience in a non-kid person's life. Right. Their, their house could flood. Right. Their mom could get sick. All of that. But those little unexpected things that like throw you for a loop. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. And no, you just got to be like, this is one day in the the many days ahead. It's it's one of the most important and. and job I cherish and one of the most important jobs that humans can do is to capably bring the next generation in. Right. But that's the hard part. It's not the, and the marriage gets stressed by that. Yeah. And that's hard, but it's really the child ring. Like I said, building a family, building a life, that's hard. Yeah. And people have abandoned that, I think. You know, they're just like, ah, oh, whatever. There's so, yeah, there was this whole, you know, yeah, a lot of people are like, I'm, you know, I'm childless and proud and I don't want to be, and like, you can do whatever you, you Good know, for them, but that's it's like, fine. I mean, it, that's yeah. fine, whatever you want to do. And if you choose it too, I mean, the truth is somebody, you know, asked me, you know, what I'm thinking about having kids and, you know, what should I do? Whatever. I'm like, well, the benefit of not having them is that you will never worry for the rest of your life like you do the moment you find out you're pregnant. From the moment you find out you're pregnant until the moment- You're dead. And hopefully- The moment you die. Hopefully you outlive your kids. But providing you outlive your kids from the moment you, to the moment you die, you're going to be worrying about these other people. Yes. And if you, that- and, and but also glorying in their growth right, and success exactly. and stuff. But you, the, you get worry, both sides. the worry is real. The worry is intense. It never stops. It never stops. I and even when they get married, are they having marital issues? Are they it, having friends? Did they job have? Is it worse for the husband than the wife? The the, the dad than the mom? A hundred percent, it's worse for the mom, in my opinion. Yeah. Why? Be- I think. I think there is something in that, and I recently saw that, and you can tell me if this is true or not, or if this is a TikTok thing. The biological yeah. thing of how you have the cells of their the brain, but you in your brain as the mother, yeah. based on, I saw it for boys, but I assume it's for girls mm. too. You carry your child, mm. and there's cells of that child that remain in your brain forever, which is goes into the mother instinct and all of that, yeah. that can't be... It's, you can't it, take it out. Yeah, it's, it's different yeah. than the husband yeah. it, or the it dad. Is, and whatever the mechanism is, it makes perfect sense from an evolutionary standpoint, right? Right. Because the men were out, you know, fighting the wars, killing the mammoths. The mom yeah. was there with the child, protecting the child, feeding the child. That 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 had to be a motivational priority. Right. And and the men, you know, oftentimes didn't necessarily share that priority and so they'd go right. drifting off. And we have a lot of that these days. And so Yeah. Yeah. But men have their own you know, it's interesting. I, I remember talking to a woman about this uh, years ago, and she was she was like, "Oh, I have, I have baby hunger when I'm around a baby, or baby some sort of my ovaries are crying, yeah. all this." And I go, "Baby and, fever." And yeah. I go, "Oh my god, that's such an interesting thing because men feel nothing like that." She goes, nothing. "Oh come on!" They I don't. go, "No, no, we spend a lot of energy avoiding. <laughs> we don't. We have no. But but once we get in with someone, yeah, we are interested in being the head of a household. We're interested in building a family. Yeah. We're we're interested in that, but we don't have this hunger for children the same way. Right. It's or like once they meet the child, like a single mom yeah. who might have a kid, yeah. they really do enjoy it and they really yeah. can be a wonderful yes. stepfather yeah, and absolutely. stuff like that. But I also think- It's it, just it, different motivational I think it also system. goes for this when, I think if um, if a woman really wants kids yeah. and the husband doesn't, like maybe they both go in and they're like, we want to be childless and tra- travel. And yeah. then the woman gets the ovaries burning and she goes, I want to have kids. <laughs> and he burning. And he really- <laughs> you know, such a great image. And he, re- <laughs> and he really doesn't. Yeah. 
it seems like then that can be a deal breaker. Oh, for sure. But it seems because like Because sometimes it, guys do want nothing to do with right. it. Right. Yeah. But it seems like it's a lot less often that if the man suddenly changes his mind, I really want kids, and the woman can't provide the kids, yeah. that he's like, well, then I got to find a woman to have a kid with because I want to be a dad that bad. Yeah. I think oftentimes guys are like, um, I'll take it or leave it. Like, well, it, like whatever. You know what's interesting? Um, really interesting. We we had a moment like that 30 years ago, Susan and I, 32 years ago. Yeah. Before we got married, it was one of the tenderest things she ever said to me. I'll never forget it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think oh, my weird. God. Do cry. It's weird. I haven't thought about it in years. Um, we were hadn't been married yet. She knew she had some sort of fertility something, um, and she insisted on in getting a workup before marriage. And she had her history of salpingogram, which is this miserable procedure where they push dye into her uterus and look at the tubes and stuff. And uh, somewhere that day, she said to me, you know, I wouldn't do that to you. I didn't want you to get have to be burdened with that if, if something was wrong with my ability to... Procreate. She said something yeah. very specific. I can't even remember the words, but it 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 like went through me like yeah. a knife. Like no, no, no. I I'm in this for you. I I that would be something we would handle together. Yeah. But the fact that she didn't want to burden me with her stuff that way was so deeply meaningful to me. It was a very and and she sort she didn't toss it off. I mean, she knew she was saying something substantial, but uh, I was like, no, look. I, you don't know fertility science the way I do at the time. Is that we, we, she had an issue with her tube? I said, we, we will get this. Don't worry. We will get this done together. It's just so selfless. It was such a and selfless thing. And for people thing. that don't know, you yeah. did go through fertility. Yeah. And you did find out she's pregnant with triplets. All right. Well, we went through it twice, actually. Yeah. We went the first time pregnant, boom, right away, one. But in, over sort of a in the tube kind of pregnancy, so that had to be terminated. Yeah. Waited six months or something. Again, boom, triplets. Crazy. And um, and now they're thirty yeah, and doing yeah. great, and we're still worrying about them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Crazy, but you know, you know, you said that, and it reminded me of my mom said that to me. Yeah. So she like that's a that's she didn't to... get her period until she was like twenty one or something. Yeah. This is a long time ago. This is nineteen sixty whatever. And so there was some doctor said, I don't know if you'll be able to have kids. There's this is weird and whatever. And I remember she did tell told me that she told my dad that. And he goes, "That's fine. We'll just do adopt. We'll do adopt." You see, I don't. He think... didn't have an ego about no, like, well, ma- I got to make sure it's my own sperm yeah, or whatever. No, he was no. just like, "Well, I'm in love with you, right? And if we want to have a family, we'll figure out a way to have a family." Uh, that is, yeah. and it's a, such an interesting instinct that a woman would have to, to well, it's be like a so self, selfless. It's a selfless interest, and we it, are it, we are a more selfless. I, I mean, this is species. The, I'm sorry, I agree. No, you or gender. are. I think we are the more selfless. Gender. You, you are, and this was yeah. such a clear example of that. Yeah, you know, and but then again. We're sort of the caretaker. We're like, no, 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 we got you. I got you. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get through this, you know. Yeah. Well, let's talk yeah. about some marriages that oh, aren't as okay. strong but, as But I want to yes. get to this business okay, about please. open marriages because that's where I was heading. Okay. You want to put an example up there? I'm just going to put up a face. Well, okay. Let's talk about open marriages. But let me I just think put, we've talked about Let me put up here. a face of okay. an open marriage. This right. is one that we believe is an open marriage, which is right. Will and Jada. But yeah. continue talking. Well, uh, do you know Jason Ellis? Yes. Right. So he. So he's a big. Explain who he is to the people that Jason don't know. Jason is a is a skateboarder, sort of MMA fighter, sort of comedian, podcaster, radio host, interesting Australian dude, and yes. a dear friend of mine. Okay. Um, 
he got involved with Katie. Mm -hmm. um, they had this sort of insanely, <laughs> I used to, used to worry me, sort of sexually addicted kind of relationship. Just, but just with each other. No, it would go okay. all over the place. And when they got married, they got married, they kept it open mm -hmm. completely, like wildly. Did they have any kids together? No, he has okay. two kids, different marriage. Okay. Uh, and it seemed to make them both happy for years. So when, he, when this started happening, I watched very carefully because my experience has been when you open the marriage, the clock is ticking. I mean, unless I mean, this seems to be a business relationship or whatever. Maybe they have a ways of making it work. I mean, yeah. but, but but really, the whatever the relationship is is not going to last. The the openness, it just doesn't. I you know, I I've, I've seen it a thousand times, and like I said repeatedly, there are armies of people trying to get people to be able to have a relationship between two people and keep yeah. it healthy. When you bring in other people, even if it's just sexual. Feelings emerge that you don't anticipate. Just you just can't predict. People are very fluid emotionally when you get into these kinds of intimate situations. It get, get, can get. I mean, I think what marriage is is you can't always have your cake and eat it too. Correct. If the you know if, if the love and the passion is is not what you hoped it would be, right? Either you try to make it work or you get out. But yeah. you can't expect to have the marriage and everything and have it be great and fine, and that you can just like be with somebody else that either that person isn't going to get weird. Yeah. You know, like no t no two people are completely on the or same page. Or the person page. you're having the affairs That's with will saying. get weird. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. person having the affair that yeah. goes in and is like, I'm just down to have an affair. So I started to watch the Hulu doc, Ashley Madison, mm. which by the way, some of these docs are like, I can't. Like, I I'm know. just like, they're so poorly, sorry, some of them I don't think are greatly And, and they're great done. always so biased in whatever their point of this, view is. Like. So it started out last night while I started to watch it. Yeah. And I remember Ashley Madison, for people that don't know, it started like 2002, and it was just when you'd have to go on a website. There weren't apps or anything like that. Yeah. And it was life is short, have an affair. You'd put in your zip code and your age and say I'm a woman I live in you know 91364 and and I did it once when I was at Chelsea lately just curious didn't put a photo didn't put my name just put my age and my zip and I got guys ready to meet me like just literally I couldn't believe it and there, then they, there are always guys ready to, yeah. ready to go and then after always. that there was a hack and all these yeah. people came out and there was actually a real house as of New York whose husband was you know Fre on the list and I interviewed her and she's to this day, they're still together and happy. Mm. And she said he and his friends did it as a joke. Whatever you want to believe, if you're still together, you, you 12 years later, like okay, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, They're not going down that path. They, yeah, they, if maybe he yeah. did or whatever, or you got through yeah. it and you're like fresh slate, like I don't want to get divorced, you know. I mean, yes. there's think of all like the swingers and everything from the 60s and those people died together yeah. at the retirement hotel. Yeah. So like, I don't know that it can't happen, but- No, they, they can figure it out. They just can't keep going. Right. So so back to just to finish okay, my story. Yeah. Katie and- I, I watched Katie and Jason for years going, well, I guess I found the couple for whom it works. Okay. Because they broke up. Oh, so it didn't work. It did not work. How and, long and, did they go for? Must have been seven years or so, eight years. And, and, and it broke and up what? and it always breaks up- horribly, very painfully. It's always bad. It's never like, oh, we just agreed that this is, you know. Yeah, mm -mm, yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And was, isn't he also an out bisexual as well? 
yes, and maybe more gay than bi. And okay. that seemed to be, I didn't get into it with Katie, but that seemed to be something that she couldn't manage. But again, but it goes under the heading again of you don't know what feelings are going to come out yeah. in these fluid situations. You got to declare your major yeah. and commit to that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, I really believe yeah. that's right, and, and no judgment on anybody. Uh, yeah. go, go be whatever with whomever. There's but a, if yeah, you want to have a relationship that sustains, you you got to declare your major and you got to commit to that person. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And how do you feel about these these new groups of people that are doing the polyamorous poly it just fa- poly work. family poly I, I family? Know, good for, There's like two. Look at all the misery on the TLC shows and yeah. stuff the, of the sister wives and everything. I've never seen more unhappy women than sister wives. Yes, there there the, the, there's always that one who started it all that seems yeah. to kind of get something out of it. The rest of them are beyond miserable. Like I've never seen such misery, and the guy's miserable too. Oh, totally. That's the other Cody's thing. Cody's totally miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so with the astronauts, I just want to say. Yeah. So what they did is they had these actors, like re like you'd see them being interviewed as, and it was actor playing like Ralph from the website or oh, whatever, ugh. and reenactments. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, I wish Chris was watching this because I'd be like, um, no offense to SAG after I'm part of it, but this might make people go, Are you that valuable? I mean, the acting was so bad. And I literally felt like I was in a bad acting class because it was like they were reading and they were like, I mean, I just wanted something to be fresh. I wanted to feel that again. Oh, no. I (sighs) – do I regret it? I don't know. Like it was so – So it was all – no no real Only one girl in the beginning, Uh. one woman said – I knew something was up, follow your instinct. And then 18, you know, when one day my husband went to the grocery store and my house phone rang and this woman's like, I've been having an affair with your husband for 18 months. Yeah. And he, she, she goes that the woman said to me, he told me he's going to work it out with his wife. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. I'm you're, you're called the wife because you're with me because, yeah. again, she changed her mind. Of course. They met through Ashley Madison. Yeah. And she had befriended her on Facebook, oh, which I, that's another weird thing Ugh. of like wanting Ugh. to be friends with the, uh, being so, the like the way the, the way women are, uh. um, you know, do you support other women, but also women so get obsessed with other women Beyond. and their lives. It's so hard to different understand Different than it. men. Oh men my God, are like, yes. I want to beat up that effort, but I don't feel like men 
go and like stalk their wife's ex-boyfriend for years on end. Impossible. The way women Unthinkable. will. You know what's interesting? I was watching, we're 90 Day Fiance fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the transgender male that was yes. on there. Uh, he was, ha- he, and he's fully, I mean, when I, when I, when people take issue with transgender, I go, look, look at some of these people for whom it really is working. Just, yeah. look, it's really working for them. And look at how, how they did it and what they did. And it's working for them. It's working for this dude. Um, he had a fight with his sister. Yeah. And it, it, both Susan and I went, oh my God, that's two sisters fighting. That's not a, a brother and a sister. That's two sisters. It's he's still two sisters fighting. Yeah. And somebody I brought that up, and several other people said the said those words blurted out of those their mouth as they were watching the interaction. The dynamic. It's yeah. Just it's a different thing. Now you could argue. I'm I'm not making an argument about gender or anything. No. I mean that just long established relationship right, has always right. been that way. Right. Fine. But I'm saying it's a different thing, and it still breaks through this gender identity, yeah. even, which is kind of interesting. It's very interesting. Well, again, just even like raising boys and their dynamic, which is close to the same age. It, it's mysterious to women, isn't Shannon it? Isn't, and isn't I, it shocking? Yeah, the, the fight, like the fighting and the arguments. Isn't it shocking? The to best you? thing about boys, in at least with my kids, yeah. is when they do get mad at each other. It's on. It's on, but it's and, short. And then it's over. Yeah, it's that's short. It. That's right. <laughs> that's all, I mean, no resentment to carry around. Yeah, yeah. None. Yeah, we get it out. Yeah. Uh, then it's like whatever you want to play this basketball game or whatever, like moving on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, um, but back to this, yes. this you know, multiplicity of partners and all this stuff. I think I brought this up last time I was in here. Did, did you ever see that that show Gunther's Millions? No. Oh, Heather, look it up. Gunther's okay. Millions. Well, I don't. I don't. This isn't the internet. This is just oh. my thing. Could just tell me what it is. Uh, I, it'll, it, it's, it's a spoiler if I tell you too okay. much, but right. it's a dog that inherits millions and millions of dollars. Oh, okay. And the dog has a handler. Okay. And antics ensue. <laughs> it's just a say. scripted movie though. No, no. Oh, it's, it's a, a real, something oh, that totally, happened. Okay, it was so a, a pharmaceutical uh, company owner that made millions and millions of dollars and did some shady stuff and got it given to this dog. Oh, and turns out Gunther is a bunch of dogs and Gunther's handler is an interesting dude. Yeah. <laughs> and does all, let's just say he does human experiments and it doesn't go well. Oh. On behalf of Gunther. Oh, uh, wow. Gunther's looking for ultimate happiness. It is, it's only like a three or a four part series. It is mind blowing. Okay, I well, recommend it so highly. Let's get into some stars. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jada and Will. Yeah. Now her show, The Red Table Talk, that's on pause or canceled or whatever. Is that because, No, of? I think it's just because Facebook stopped doing shows like that. Huh. So. Oh, so they're not, they're not getting paid for. They're, they're not doing anymore right now. Yeah. That might have been so, a SAG deal, right? Maybe? I don't know, but this knows. was a while ago. Okay. This is before the strike. Okay. And that's what she did with her daughter and her mother. And I remember. It all started. I was supposed to be on it, and then it got canceled all of a sudden. It was weird. Probably because you're going to be on it. You're too controversial. No, just kidding. Well, um, that or it made me wonder if I was going to ask too many questions and that they didn't really want to get into Oh, wait. It. You mean they canceled your appearance, not the show was canceled? No, my appearance. And, and but, but I remember It was a while ago. It was about a year and a half or two years ago. And it was before COVID. And, um, before the slap. Yes, well before that. Yeah. And it, and I was actually looking forward to it. Be before very the entanglement? Which one? <laughs> she had the entanglement with her stepson's best friend. Yeah, I didn't know anything about anything. Except okay. I just heard little faint rumors that things weren't all copacetic. Yeah. And um, and the, the the cancellation was it was there was a legitimate kind of reason, but it was like all right, we'll immediately rebook, and that didn't happen. So I always thought they were like the first 
power couple mm-hmm. and everyone just loved it. They yeah. everyone loved when they were on Oprah, how funny yeah. it was. And she yeah. was he was tall and she was, you know, tiny and yeah. Um but I they were the first couple to like match. Like their outfits always had to match on the red carpet. Well, so if she was wearing a green dress, he'd wear like a green suit. They would always match. Okay. And I wonder if that's a little something like weird that like 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 because well, he she, was the either, bigger star, he yeah. was the bigger star, yeah. and he this was his wife, yeah. And she was like, you know, some stars or some couples go, we won't walk the red carpet together. We've decided that together. Like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be known as a couple. We want to be known as individual stars that can do their other thing. And people read into that. Oh, they're not happy. But like, and then maybe that's, maybe it isn't so great. Especially when you're, I mean, J-Lo did that too. She redressed Ben the first time they dated. Slicked back his hair, got him in a Rolls Royce, got rid of all the whatever team he likes. What does he like? The Boston teams. And like got rid of those shirts and put him in like, and now, you know, and then when she was with um, A-Rod, they matched. They'd be wearing all creams or all whatever. And so it's like. Now is that. I think that comes from the woman. I would think. Obviously. Unless you're married to a gay guy. Yeah. And so, but is that her rubbing her stink on him? Yeah, ownership. I th- yeah, okay. I think, yeah. I think, and then him being and apologies for how I use language. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't know a little bit. Metaphorically I just speaking, didn't know if like, yeah, I, I, it's, it's like the it couple feels, that shares the Facebook page. Feels stuff a little like boundaryless. That. Feels yeah. a little bit um, enmeshed, as they say. Yeah, enmeshed, and and it and it's often you would as I think's going on in this case, sort of a compensation for something. Yeah, like what's going on? Why? why? I mean, they were really honest about it, and you about know, about their relationship. Um, after the entanglement, they did a episode on her show, where which he of course, came in. yeah, where he came on, and Chris Rock joked about it in his special, yeah. and he, yeah, it, she, it was humiliating for him, and they acted like they had this fun rapport, like as if you know, I know you ate the ice cream, yeah. this one. Woke up at two in the morning. Yeah. She's in my Haagen-Dazs. They literally acted like her having sex with this guy who was their child's family friend mm. who kind of needed the guidance in the family. I mean, if anything, she kind of fucking groomed him and oh, took geez. advantage of him. Oh, boy. And he, you know, Im- well, mo- mentally suffered because of it. And he was like, and then, and she's like, and then I had an entanglement. And he's laughed. Like, they're kind of laughing. It well, was very acting, weird. you said acting, acting. It feels, that's got to be acting. And yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like I have no idea who these two people are. Like, n- like none. Yeah. And, and Will has, like, if I remember right after the slap, he sort of said something like that up at the podium. Like, and we're trying to be these things, but who knows? Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, I have no idea who the hell you are. I have no idea. And and I think that that he's and the thing is is that they they we didn't we don't have to know who they are. Well, the question is, they does he could, know? Who, the question yeah, is, does he saying, know who he is? Yes, That's but, really the question. But also, if he like, wants to hide who he is, good on him. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm sure he has figured out who he is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I may, may, I don't. But I don't there know are nothing. still great actors yeah. that we don't know every little thing about their life, well, especially from that era and before. Yeah, that I was mean, that was routine. I mean, Kira Segwick and. Um, What's his name? Tim. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah. Been married forever and everything. They're like yeah. one of the only – but also they didn't go on a million talk shows as a couple. And, they and didn't do any kind of like TV shows or talk yeah. shows or anything yeah. to constantly talk about the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even – I know they have kids. I don't know who their kids are. I don't know what they, know what they look like. Mm. You know, and they went on and they like 
both have great careers. They're not the biggest stars in the world, but like certainly. Yep. And they even lost all that money with um, Madoff. Oh, really? And they got that. through that. Ooh, you know, whoever was the first person to meet him at the Hamptons, you'd be like, motherfucker, <laughs> why did you put our money? Like, but they got through that. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I think then you put yourself out there as a celebrity, um, whether you're an actor or an influencer or whatever, and you put your whole... And the audience does feel like they should know what's going on with you and know you. Mm. And then in the end, yeah, you don't really even know yourself. Well, that's that's when it gets problematic. Yeah. If they, if they, and that's that's his problem, not ours. Yeah. Uh, and But he, I think we live in a time when people put it all out there and people expect to know who you are, expect to see everything about you yeah. and stuff. But it is kind of yeah, – I'm just thinking uh, yeah. in, in my little brain here that – it is interesting, you know, you and I put everything out there, right? Yeah. And yet the relationship with our world and the media and audiences relationship to both Peter and Susan is kind of the same. They're sort of they always want to stay in the background. They always they can they kind of come in and go yeah. out, but it's it's just they have no skin in, they have skin in the game, but they're not yeah. like trying to be the star or, or whatever. Not yeah. just be the star, but also to tell you everything about their life. I'm yeah. actually trying to bring her in more on stuff because she sells things so well. I don't like to sell anything. And when, yeah. I, when I have ads on that, like, you, will you please, please, you, I'm convinced when you say it, please say yeah. it. You know, but she won't even do that. So. Um, well, we don't know what will happen with them. We, I Time don't know. will tell. I, I think you, that's, you, know, you heard about Sophia and Joe. I know this one made me sad. So I knew Joe back in the day. Okay. And I don't know her at all. Yeah. Uh, I, did I hear there was openness there too or something? No, or cheating not that, or something? Not or? that I know of that. I mean, I talked about on a previous show and, um, that he is sober. Um, for a and, long time. Long, but then long, they said time. for a long time. So I, the article I read made it sound yeah. like. That might have been an issue. Other well, people said she was I mean, always relapse really, happens, you know. Or she, well, it was that she was still having fun, and maybe he resented her for it. But they're like, no, they got together when he was sober, and she's always been supportive. So I don't really know about that. I would say two things. Yes. Uh, one is it sort of smacks of relationships that break apart when the the careers take them away from each other too much. Yes. I mean that there is a limit to that. The relationships have trouble surviving that. And especially when your job is to go be intimately involved with other people, whether it's acting and yeah. that kind of thing, it, it, it makes it really hard. Because people are in a weird bubble when they're pr- right. in a production, you know, they're and your husband is sort of at home, you know, or whatever. And both of them, and we have both of them are doing that. I think that to me, I always worry about that when I see that. Well, I am just like speculating, but I, I talked about, I got some inside scoop. And mm. one of the things I I didn't share on the other Spill. show was Uh-oh. with someone that Patreon? worked on a Should movie. They leave it to Patreon? No, someone who worked on a movie with him. You know, with Joe. Yes, he um, he asked my friend um, something about mowing the lawn. Does your husband mow the lawn or something? It's an no, ad. For, it's this, an ad for this, Manscaped. No, 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 no. It was actually <laughs> mowing the lawn. And no, this is what he said. Sophia's mad, and this is just hearsay, and this yeah. is you know, but it comes yeah. from a good source. Sophia was so mad that I mowed the lawn. And my friend goes, why did you do a bad job? Yeah. And he goes, no, she just comes from a really wealthy background which in is, Columbia. Which is true. And so to have somebody to mow your it's own lawn is like embarrassing and weird. And oh, why wow. would you do that? And I he wondered. comes from really like normal, humble. He was he field. was he was a uh, roadie for I think yeah. Goldfinger or something. That's when I knew him. Yeah. He had just finished. I, I wasn't it Goldfinger. It was some What's crazy. Goldfinger? It's an old. It's a it's a, a punk band from oh, the nineties okay. or two right. thousands. 
And uh, all of a sudden, he you know this thing emerged in his life, and he, it was not anticipated. And he he his was stardom, not, yeah. He was the nicest guy ever. I mean, yeah. just a really humble, really good guy. I wondered about her upbringing and her her arist- aristocratic origins. I think. And now I th- I think that it was what. Go ahead. I, I'm just thinking it, it may affect her and her relationships more than we all know. Looking from the outside, I I used to know Julie Bowen pretty well, mm-hmm. right from from. Uh, the mom from uh, Modern, Modern family. family, and and she seems really to love Sofia Vergara. Like yeah. they're close friends. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that says something. Like like right. okay, well, whatever this is, I think I'm saying is probably not that big a deal. But maybe in a marriage, it does make a big deal. I well, I mean, I just think it's probably adds to one of those things that we're glad your background. I mean, you know, that's why that that dating. Um, E-Harmony was that old man came up with that thing that you really should be a lot alike. Yes, opposites attract, but maybe likeness is what could go the long road. Like, Well, this, this is something that goes back and forth in the literature, right? In the yeah. psychological literature. There's no doubt that we are attracted to similar uh-huh. and that we do better with similar and that most relationships start because of proximity. Mm-hmm. It's the what, you magically you marry the guy that was in the dorm down the hall. Magically, yeah. that's your soulmate. You know, right, right, yeah, um, interesting. Uh, yeah, but but that but that there are qualities I would posit, personality qualities that they're different than sort of social cultural kind of qualities, right? And those kind of have to fit. And if you have a, um, if you go more in one direction. Like I go more OCD, anxiety, intense. People like that to be intimately involved with, for yeah. me, can't. Yeah. I can't do it. You often hear people I, go like, we grew apart or we're just two different people. I, I don't know what that means. I, I but I mean, that. it really does Of course mean, you're two different you're, people. <laughs> of course you're two different people, but also like, yeah, maybe you really are so different that you don't really like the same things. Like you oh, really don't have things in common. You don't have different. things to talk about. You yeah. don't morally, you're not the same. Politically, well, you're not the same. Religion, you're not the Like I think you can yeah. have some things where you're not the same. But I do think sometimes people get married or, and then they, you know, as time goes on, they're like, oh my God, like there's absolutely nothing that I like about you or that you like well, about me that we can even so do funny. together. We're, we're, I, yeah. I declared my love to my wife this morning because I'm leaving this afternoon. I have to go to Austin and I'm going to miss our anniversary tomorrow. Cute. And and, and I, I was wanting to say to her, I sort of put it in a note, was that I can't express, I feel, I'm getting emotional today. It's very weird. What, you, what are you doing <laughs> to me? Uh, uh, how much, I didn't, I didn't want this to come across wrong. But maybe, maybe I should process this with another woman and that's no, you which was how much i like her like i like you so much and i didn't want her to go don't you love me you know women get <laughs> yeah. i thought you loved me it's like yes i do it goes without saying but to really like not everything but yeah. even the things i don't like i kind of like yeah and, and that's that's and, and that started for us you know we both came spent a lot of our youth in orange county on yeah. the beaches and we like we still like that. We like the same things the same way. Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of an important, can be an important glue for yeah. a relationship. I so. mean, I definitely agree. I mean, I remember um, not that long ago, maybe like 10 years ago or something, Peter's sister said, oh, I just remember when he was dating you. He said, um, this girl is just so much fun. I think I'm going to marry her. Well, th- and I never heard that. That he, you were fun? Yeah. That he, No, that he had. Oh, he said that, that to people, and like, you know, I know I'm fun, and I would hope that he. But he, 
he does not well, like he'll put something in an ice card yeah. and he like shows me in other ways. Like, you know, yeah. like the other day he was like, what about this for your makeup thing for travel? Like it came up and it was oh, like Peter's this gay. makeup thing. I didn't know you had a gay. Why, why well, he, he, know, he knows <laughs> when, I need, he knows I need a magnifying light. Yeah. And this came with a, where you put your makeup and then the for, for travel. So yeah. no matter what the bad lighting oh, is in yeah. the hotel. Nice. You know, and it was like those th- kind of things. But that, that's something. Those that, are kind of like thoughtful things. Yes, like, that's so I have to remind too. myself you, you that have... even though I'm not getting like... <laughs> Told, I love you so much. You're the greatest thing every single day. It's, it's, like it's as a man, it's, it's very hard for do. Plus, if you if you don't come from that kind of family system, it's really hard to do. It's yeah. just hard to do. But back to the fun part. I have I had need for fun too because I came from a family that was no fun, no <laughs> fun, and so I kind of had a craving for that. You know. Yeah. So I wonder if Peter came from something like no, that. No, too. no, no, no. We both like to have fun. No, no. From his family of origin, whether he also. My family origin was no fun. No, they were fun, and he was fun. And okay. I just think you know, he just like, wanted more. Fun. I just knew that. Yeah. Like I just thought that was yeah, interesting. But is. getting back yeah. to them, the other thing that it sounds funny, and I think it's funny, but literally there was some. I talked about it, the same source says that they have this little dog named Bubbles. Okay. That she bought the Chihuahua for herself. The uh, Chihuahua hates her. Oh. And he's got the dog with him all the time. He's like Lisa Vanderpump, okay, with Jiggy. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's so comical. Okay, but it all is the funny. all the Lisa, all the yeah. dogs love Ken and Lisa just the same. You've witnessed yeah, it. It yeah. is not one hate. No, no. This little Chihuahua would bite but ch- her and ch- everything. Chihuahuas are notorious for that, though. Apparently, Chihuahuas choose their person, and that's their person. I mean, they're probably the it. bitchiest of all the dogs. And, anyway, and they're they're nippy. Yeah, they're so I kind of jokingly but also say could that have something to do with it you know that like this you get this dog and it's literally biting your wife <laughs> maybe you find it another home i don't know but of course now you love this dog whatever but this person wrote under my youtube and said she has talked about this dog and joked about it on interviews but i could tell it was like a real part part well, point of contention okay. of like at a certain point like should a husband or a wife Go, you know what? This dog isn't working for our family as much as I love it. It's like it's just not. It's, yes, it's, I, I would I hope mean, so. At a certain point, you, you would think so, but but there's there's a part of this. This is the male female thing again. Women, a man would never do this, but a woman would harbor resentments if this dog were this way and somehow blame the husband for it. Forget yeah. get rid of the dog, but it somehow would be his fault. Right, and or vice versa. Well, like like the dog that doesn't like you, it's like what if he's like, well, I don't know why they don't like. Maybe they yeah. know that you're like evil yeah. inside. Like, yeah. who knows what they said? <laughs> you know, like it's just like I just. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's amazing. Okay, yeah. so let's move on. Do okay. you know um, this couple? I'm not going to talk about them because you don't know about them. Mm-mm. Kim and Corey, they're just a nightmare. So just let no, me move nightmares on. Nightmares are not good. I'm sorry um, about that. Kyle and Mauricio. Okay. Kyle used to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, she's not on anymore. I thought she. No, still she was. is. She's sorry, she, she is, is still. Oh. And her husband. And now she's there's always, sober a year. Is she's that been correct? sober a year. Okay. There was always rumors because he's such like a hot, sexy thing that there were always rumors about him doing him stuff. cheating and okay. stuff. But there really wasn't any real evidence, but one tabloid story that came out mm. about a trans. They it was so long ago. I think they called it. They called the person a transvestite. That's oh, how long ago uh, that this uh, article was. Yeah. And some other person in which she would frequent and have like this crazy sex thing with. Hmm. Who knows who these people were? Yeah. They didn't have a photo with yeah. him like in the bed, yeah. nothing. 
There was never anything, but there's just rumors. Yeah. And then there now there's a rumor that she it might be with this other girl. Oh. She says they're just good friends, but they have matching tattoos and oh, all this other stuff. Interesting. And so well, let's so, just. And then Andy Cohen just said the other day, like he's available. Like someone's like, oh, I, he's the hottest one, and Andy goes, he's available. Uh -oh. I think Andy was just caught off guard. They, they, there was a thing that said they were separated. Then it mm -hmm. said, no, we're not getting divorced, but we've had the hardest year of our life. But that there's also like the show's about to start airing, and this is going to get us to watch uh. when we're a little bit maybe tired of it. We're right. going to like be that like. Yes, yes. Well, um, let, me, let me kind of, let's, let me sort of add the score up and read yeah. between the lines a little bit, which is first year of sobriety, no major changes. You're not okay. supposed to make any major changes and you certainly aren't supposed to get involved in a new intimate relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So if she is actually sober, she is not involved with another woman. Now. Now she kind of took it from, I don't, she talked about her sobriety and it was one of those things like. I just woke up one day and was like, it's not really working for me anymore. What is it? She, what? Drinking. Oh. It wasn't like she had a deal. Oh, so she's not deep in sobriety. No, I think it was one of those like she's things. She's been talking about it. I, well, every time I see her name, I'm sober years. Yes, but I think it kind of maybe began more, which everyone has their own journey. Yeah. It wasn't one of those rock bottom, got a DUI, yeah. went, had to go to rehab. It was just like she kind of woke up one day and was like, I think I'm done for this for a while. And then- one month turned into two months to seven months to mm. eight, and now it's been a year. And she even says, "I'm not saying I'm going to be sober forever. Mm. Don't hold me to it. Mm. But this is what I've really enjoyed her, about her, it: my health and everything." Her sister had a problem, right? Her sister's had lots of problems yeah. with so, drug and alcohol. So and I don't I'm know wondering where she is. if seeing all that maybe got into under her skin a little bit, Kyle. Yeah. And so she felt like, "Look, I'm a hypocrite if I'm if I'm getting momentum with this stuff too, and I keep pointing at my sister. I, I got to take care of this." Yeah. Also. I, I suspect something like that happened. I mean, I'm seeing and I'm seeing a lot of things that are a big bummer on my TikTok feed, which is how bad alcohol is for you, especially as you age. Yeah. It's not good and for you. your brain and everything, and your you know. Yeah, and I'm not, like, wow, that's a big bummer. But I well, mean, I. It's it, not good. It's, it's the only good. it's the only commonly used drug that is a carcinogen yeah. to almost every tissue in your body. It is uh, one of the only ones that causes measurable brain damage over time. Like you can I can plot it out in a very specific way. Other ones do, but yeah. not not as reliably as alcohol if you keep with it. And it uh, makes you older, it makes you age. It sets the oxidative state of the body off. It, it's not good for brain. But listen. Yeah. Uh, this notion of trying to live forever and be a 30-year-old at 70 and stuff is <laughs> flawed. Yeah. It is not living. Uh, you have to get a little philosophical sometimes. Uh, I feel pretty good at 65 that, yeah. you know, that, that um, I feel lucky, and but I want to live. I'm going to somewhere soon where I might be drinking some wine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, enjoy, and, and yeah. yeah. I want to live my life. And, I want to have and, the dessert and I want to have the glass of yeah, wine. I mean, I'll go yeah. through periods where I'm healthier than yeah. others. And, right. But but to not live your life, to not enjoy your life is a major mistake yeah. in my opinion. And I'm not saying, you know, you should use that as a way of justifying your cocaine use. I'm right. not saying that. I'm saying there's a balance. Right. There's a balance. Well, we'll see what happens with them. Right. Um, this girl, Carly Russell. Right. Yeah, I want to see that. Now, I um, we're recording this in advance. Yes. But as of now, this girl is the the new Sherry Papini. And Sherry Papini. You remember Sherry Papini? She uh, went missing. She was jogging. And oh, yeah. And, and she and, stayed and, with her boyfriend. She faked a kidnapping. The, yeah. the point is- And also Runaway what, Bride. Remember that one? Let's just talk about fake 
kidnappings. It's not even fake kidnappings. It, Faking it's, your own disappearance. It, what is it? What, what makes someone do that? What makes the press report it is my my question. What do you mean? What is they wrong missing? with them? Yes, missing person. Don't right. don't assume you know what happened. They they bring up these. Remember the the one to me that was the paradigm was the runaway bride. There was so clearly manic psychosis, so clearly. I remember don't remember, remember that. she was on the phone and everything. She, blah, 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 blah. she was talking. She ran away like the day before her wedding and disappeared. And, okay, and well, they, these two cases. These are, these are always serious mental illness, SMI. Okay, but wait, hold on. Yeah. I just want to say, because yeah. I understand what you're saying about someone going crazy. Yeah. Sherry Papini and this girl, Charlie. Obviously, they have a mental illness to do this, okay? Yes. Um, but th it's showing evidence, both of them, Sherry got convicted. Of? That, of faking or kidnapping, using police, you know, yeah. uh, money to yeah. look for her, lying to police, yeah. all of that. What, in your opinion, makes someone... I've thought about it. I've joked about it. I've said, oh, this would be a funny movie. But to really go through it... To want people to worry about you, to want to kind of become famous from it and then come back okay from it. Like, because Sherry, pa Sherry Papini never has given that sit down interview and said, this is why I did it. Her own husband didn't realize for like a year, four years, years later was finally when they cracked the case and like said and he realized, oh, my God, she was with this other guy. She never really was kidnapped. For 29 days, he and her family and her two- and four-year-old kids thought that chances are she's probably dead. Like, we what weirdly, makes someone weirdly, do that? Weirdly, I didn't realize that's what I was watching. I watched a TikTok thread yeah. where she was doing the final police interview where they yeah. gave her all the information that Right, they and had. the husband's sitting there yeah. going, what the hell? Yeah. Like, and they've now broken up and she has to do some time. Um, mm. But like, what would make someone really plot it out and do that, in your opinion? I think there, are, it reminds me of, there's sort of a zone that people, that, I'm sorry to say this, that, that women particularly tend to get into, um, of this secretive stuff. Uh, I, a friend of mine was a, did her whole FBI fellowship in women who steal other women's babies and oh, then yeah. build these huge stories. Sometimes cut out the baby yes, and steal yeah, it. It's yeah. like, and that's like, to me, this is sort of in that zone right. of, of needing this extraordinary attention and story and, and then, then, then sticking with it. The sticking with it part is the part that's astonishing, mm -hmm. that they just will not let it go. Is it a personality disorder? Certainly, right? I mean, there, there's something uh, characterological going on. I'm not sure I can specify. It's, it feels narcissistic, borderline, all that kind of yeah, stuff. It's... But, uh, but it's, it's, it's an odd thing, and I don't know that we can sort of put it under a diagnostic category. Like for Jesse Smollett, yeah. in my opinion— I think that was a plan to fuel his career. Sure. It sure. and and use what was going on in society yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Um to create the story that would, you know, get people hyped up and he'd and be a victim him. and all that. Yeah. So him already being a famous person choosing to do it, I think is a different thing. It is. This is this is really strange. It's it is strange. Yeah. And and when I've seen them 
I, let me try. I'm trying to think about this woman, and her, you know, it, it seemed watching that police thing, it was just a woman who had an affair and wanted to hide it. I mean, it just really and made some horrible but, choices. Now, but, why did she make those choices? No, but that, but it wasn't yeah. it. She really kind of used this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, to protect her. He said they never even really had sex. Mm. It that th this was a a whole weird. I want attention. Th yeah, I really. It reminds me, it reminds me of, uh, it, it all goes in the same and zone And hopefully somehow. she's getting help somewhere, wherever she is. Oh, yeah. And I would love her to sit down. Oh, the awesome. I would love her to sit down with me. But, but if she can't of, go with me, like it, somebody. It, it, it reminds me of Jodi Arias a little bit. Yes. Oh, it, it's yeah. It's that same zone. I mean, obviously, she's a murderer. It's, yeah. it's different. But it has this sociopathic kind of crazy quality Well, speaking about of it. some other famous people here, um, I'm going to skip over to Casey oh, Anthony. Casey, yeah. So Casey, I mean, she was a screwball, right? Right. <laughs> but I don't think she was horrible and evil like they made her out to be. What do you think, I think really she was happened? A, I, I think the kid climbed in the pool and drowned or something, and then the dad tried to hide it or some, some stupid cover well, all up. all the chloroform that yeah. you don't think. All that weird stuff where she was looking for ways to, you know, I – I don't know. I don't know what that so was. So you, so she all, all, all I kept saying at the time, and right. we made, we built a case on HLN that there was something really, really wrong with her. She yeah. seemed terribly narcissistic. She seemed very turned yeah. on by all the attention, without really seemingly uh, disturbed by her child well, being dead. She was one of those like real pathological liars, which is yes. you're lying about what you had for lunch. Yes. Like lie, why lie, it doesn't lie, even lie. matter. Yeah. Right. But the one thing I kept saying was, if she is as psychopathic and problematic as everyone is saying, we will see her again. She do will you, not. She will not stay quiet. We. She'll do something else. And she didn't. And she hasn't. Yeah. Do you believe that she was molested by her dad and brother? No. Did I, she say that too? She it? said, you know, once she was in prison for a while is when she realized that's what happened to her, and oh then came forward with this story. Oh boy. I always thought she. I always thought she gave the kid like too much Benadryl or something. Yeah. And accidentally overdosed the child. And then was sick enough to compartmentalize the whole situation. Yeah. Um avoid her parents, be like, well, it happened and I loved her, so Bella Via, whatever tattoo, and live on my life. And like I didn't mean for it to happen, but like she's my angel in heaven and yes, it's fine. It's possible. And then when it finally had to come and yep. then so she made it look like a psycho, you know, with the tape. Because it was like all the materials were from the house and everything. And then when she was really up against a wall is when they built the case of like the dad did it and yeah. the dad molested her. And then yeah. then when she recently did a story, um, they did a documentary about it. She said, well, the dad comes up and is like, look what happened. She fell in the pool or whatever. I'm going to take care of her. But don't you don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody because yeah. – you you've always kept the secret that, every that time would, I molested you, so keep this secret. Uh, and I, I always joke. And, part, and no. I always I was joking <laughs> when we were watching it because I was like, did she think that he took? And he said, I'll make it better. She kept saying, I thought she was alive. I thought she was getting getting fixed. Mm. I'm like at the Pinocchio store. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. if your kid was that sick, you wouldn't you wouldn't be going to Target with your friend's credit card, and right. you wouldn't be getting kept. You would be like every day, Dad. How, what hospital is she at? Who is taking care of her? Yes. When are we going to come for? That whole thing never got explained. And I think you know whoever was doing the doc did it in a way. To get people to watch it because it literally made no sense at yeah, all. Yeah, and still there's there's lots of empty 
participates unknowns in this. Did the did, the, did her parents split up? I, I um, eventually, uh, he got in a weird car accident. I don't. There was a lot of real. The, I think yeah, there was weirdness in the family that could add to her weirdness. Yes, for sure. And I do think, like all this happened. She's proceeded to like live an okay life, work for this detective or this lawyer that helped her. And so, yeah, maybe I think it's good she hasn't been a mother. I hope she never is a mother again. I don't Agree think that's that. the job for her. She's, she's not a well person but by any maybe, means. maybe, you know, like I said, maybe she's not the inherently evil. They it's made like, her, yes. I it's think like, I think right. maybe this happened and then you're like, how do I fix this? It's like something broke. And you're like, well, if I put the glue and put it together, will my mom notice that I yeah. broke the vase? Yes. And it's like, and, but it's a dead body. Right. You know? And But that kind of childlike, immature yeah. quality, she definitely had that. Yeah. Like this kind of like, she should not have been a mother. This was like yeah. a child. And she had the child so, young. Yeah. Um, one of the questions was, what about Chris Watts? That was the guy who um, killed, um, killed his two daughters and his mm. pregnant wife. Mm. And then, you know, this one in Denver and then put them in the, um, well, okay, more about, let me just ask a more general question because yeah. you don't know this one. Because this was, one of the questions was like, what drives someone to do the um, suicide, Yeah, the killing the kids and then killing themselves? There's sort of two versions of it. Yeah. One is total psychosis, schizophrenia or, or drug-induced or mania. Uh, oftentimes those people think they're saving their family from something. Like that's how they think about it in their head. Like and, the demons or whatever. Right, because the devils are going to make torture them. I'm just going to kill them to avoid the devils, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then when they kind of come to about what's going on, then they can't handle it and they kill themselves. There is the extreme, almost psychopathic narcissist, uh, and there's lots of examples of these, almost always men, uh, who, you know, there's a big breakup, they're losing custody of everything, they're losing everything, and they sit outside the house and plot and plan. And these are cold-blooded psychopaths, essentially. Uh, and they blow up the house or whatever, and they kill yeah. themselves. That, that, that's, that's the evil part. Yeah. That, that's when people go into evil. This had more of the crazy quality to it. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, this story was just so crazy. They were living way beyond their means. Mm -hmm. She was in an MLM. Having What's a multi-level marketing oh. where she had to show on Facebook that, oh, my God, I have the perfect family. I have the perfect life. Buy these energy patches and look at your life. Get better. And he starts having an affair. Yeah. While he's having the affair, she announces she's pregnant or right around then with their son. And, you know, she, Already crazy. she comes home from a trip and he strangles her and yes. then... To, you know, kills the two kids too uh, and hides them in his work, which was like this oil thing. And he had this girlfriend who then went into witness protection. We don't know where that girl is um, because she did, you know, did he, work did he with kill the himself? Nope. Ugh, wish He's he had. In prison, probably girls are probably writing him. Yeah. He probably has a girl. What do you think about people who write people and girls who write men it's in prison? It's this weird quality where women get turned on by dangerous, abandoning aggressive males, don't know what their dads maybe were like, but where they are contained, they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. They're they're not going to cheat. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to get aggressive to them. They're behind bars. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 yeah. They're always available. Yeah, they're always, always available, available to write you back. And, they, and they're very responsive. And they're telling you how yeah. great you are, how gorgeous you are all the time. They're not, they don't come home and it's like, where's my dinner? <laughs> 
they didn't forget to pay the, the pure, pure like, fantasy. They didn't get to pay, forget to pay a bill this, or anything and, and else. You, and then as a female, this is like extreme codependency. Yeah. You, you have the, you know, magical insight into they're a special person and not understood properly, but I understand them. I understand. That's of course their wounded core that they're really responding to. Yeah. So. Is there any healthy relationship that can happen between a woman who falls in love with someone who's behind bars? It depends how pathological the guy is, right? Yeah, uh, and 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 the female too to be that. But it's going to have a, it's going to need a lot of work. It's, it's not going to it's not going to survive by itself, right? You know, they'd have love to be, after lockup. They'd is have a to show. be super committed and then see a therapist, and that then neither of those kinds of people tend to do well with commitment. Um, what do you think about the Menendez brothers trying to get a new trial? Are they because the latest news that came out? was this guy who was part of um, Menudo. He said he said um, that he was unfortunately molested and raped by their father, who was the head of the record label. Okay. Even at their house. Yeah. And, um, and so that would mean that their whole defense of that we were molested. So the first the first trial that got out and there was a mistrial. It was they got to share that evidence from like relatives and whatnot that remember the boys saying things like I remember when I was eight and my cousin Lyle said this. All that got out in the first trial. There was a mistrial. Yeah. The second trial happened after um, they lost the OJ, and so then the DA, you know, was up against I've got to win this one, and the judge in that chose to say for this trial. None of that right. speculation from witnesses about if they were molested or not right. can be heard. Right. They, I guess, could say what they want, but no other people could speak on it. Yeah. And then they were convicted of the crime, which we know that they killed them. See, that's there's my, no there's I, no question that they killed the them. The molestation is not a defense against cold blooded murder. It just isn't. Yes. Now it might affect the sentencing right. or the that kind of stuff because it's attenuating circumstances, but or special circumstances, but a lot of people are molested and don't kill their parents. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's uh, to me, I, and by the way, if you needed help, you, I, this constantly my refrain. If, if you have a serious psychiatric problem and it's making you violent or psych, whatever, uh, get help. And if you get to the point where you're drinking and driving and kill somebody, sorry, you just killed somebody and that's on you now. Yeah. Uh, it's not your disease, it's you. And you have to make that right. I, I'm I am I am crystal clear about this that there's a point that once people cross that line, it's up to the legal system at that point. It's not not a defense. Yeah, and I mean they they there was premeditation and <clears throat> everything that they yeah you know. And by the way, you know what's interesting? Did you see the documentary on them? Oh, I've seen. Yeah. I know everything yeah. about them. Hearing, I guess it's Kyle from prison. They're separated them, right? And the ones it's I, Eric and Lyle. It, Lyle and yeah. Lyle, I think, is the one now that's done a lot of work or something, and he's sort of in recovery and he's spiritual and all these things. You've heard him talk now. Yeah. He's very interesting to hear him talk. He's like a new I mean, they, man. They, but also they were both, you know, they both had a great privileged upbringing as far yes. as they went to Calabasas High. Yeah. They got into good colleges. They were very good tennis players. But then, of course, oh, we, they were forced to do tennis. We were abused in between the tennis matches. Uh, all of that. And then, um, but yeah, I mean. Talk about white people problem. Forced to do tennis. 
<laughs> Sounds so silly. And then what, that one like was bald and he was wearing a toupee as a teenager and the mm. mom made fun of it. it. Yeah, they had a weird sick dynamic. Yes. I don't question it. Yes. Um, and, and one of them seemed more ill than the other. And one just got sucked into the other. Well, the older, yeah. I think, would, yeah. you know, and the older. And, the, and then I think they realized that they were being, and then the prosecution was, they knew they were being cut off because one had already dropped out of Princeton for cheating on a test. Mm -hmm. And the other one, the dad was like, you're going to go to UCLA, but you're going to live at home because he had effed up. And so then the defense was, well, the older brother knew that the younger one would be subjected to being raped while he was going to UCLA. And so our only, you know, means of getting out of this before they killed us was to kill them as they watched TV and ate ice cream. And yeah. then they got the two guns and they shot them. Yeah. I totally believe they they did murder people yeah. premeditated cobra. Yeah. But I do have some sympathy for... The fact that I definitely think they were molested, definitely think they were abused by both the parents. And if there was a way to either do another trial or something and that they could at some point get out, I, in my personal opinion, I think they have done the time for the crime of their parents. And I don't think they're going to murder anybody else yeah. when they get out. How okay. do you feel about the Manson girl? I mean, it, the, the, she just got you know, out. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, she's like seventy-five or seventy-eight yeah. or something. And when people get older, even violent people are, you know, even people with bad personality problems stuff. It all settles down when you get yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's the ones that are going to be a problem. It's always kind of obvious. And this yeah. one has been a the, this woman. I forget her name. It was Van something. Van yeah. something was yeah. was being of service and running groups and really became an involved person. Um, I'm not worried about her. I'm I mean, not. I feel horrible for her victims. Well, and that's victims a different question. That's a different but, question. But, I mean, if we're just really looking at it, it's like she was, I don't even know if she was 20 years old when it happened, yeah. sucked into a cult mm -hmm. in that time, drugs and everything else. Yeah. And it's like, and then, you know, 50 years of not doing any of that, not being around any of those people. Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, if, is there a threshold? And there's certainly... They were flirting with that threshold of horror. Yeah. Uh, after which you should just pay ultimate price and that's it. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstances. I, I, I don't have a strong opinion. Do about you it, know, but... what do you think about the Idaho murderer? Do you think he, um, what do you, th what is your opinion on this whole thing? He's just waiting. We're just waiting for the, I, I guess, for the, the trial. Details on this this was the, I remember he the, went the, to the four, the, he yeah. killed the four people in the house. And what was the, his deal? I forget his deal is the point. I mean, he, he probably knew at least one of them. Yeah. I think we don't. We still don't totally know. Like, who was he after? Did two other people wake up and also become victims? Yeah. So, what happened? The, but the he, analysis I've heard of this guy, and again, I have no direct information, was that this is a true serial killer, a tr true who gets off on this stuff. And he was studying um, crime, yeah, yeah. or he was a TA yes. even for yeah. a crime class. Yes, he was involved and fascinated yeah. by all this stuff. This is this is the real deal, as far as I can tell. And what um, speaking and this of is the serial stuff, if, killers, if you see that if you see that series, uh, what is it? Mind something about the FBI profilers and oh, how they okay. develop this. It, it goes into great detail about how they came up with the, who these guys are and how they came up with profiling them. This is the newest serial killer. This is the Long Island serial serial killer mm. who killed all the sex workers over the last. Twelve years. God, yeah, you're bumming me out, man. Let's go well, let's talk just, about marriage again. We're gonna get. We're gonna get into some. Other, we're gonna. We'll wrap it up in All a minute. Right. But I just. That's why I put the marriage stuff at the top. Um, 
when these people, when these serial killers that are not just like living in a basement by themselves, they have a full job. He was an architect yeah. in Manhattan. At Often. one point, his client was Donald Trump for something. Yeah. He um, lived in a nice neighborhood. He had a wife and kids. Yeah. What is your opinion of that where you're li living this whole other life? That's often the way they are. It's it and you know it, it is both there's different versions of it, right? Sometimes it's sexual gratification that they need this in order to be sexually satisfied. Sometimes it's the power and control and actually witnessing the this the terror in the other person that they get off on so to speak. But it's something that they need it, even when it's not sexual, kind of has that kind of libidinal drive to it. Yeah. They have to gratify it periodically. And even though it's not there all the time and they are not having any aggressive feelings towards other people or desire to kill other people, they have this very specific thing that they have to gratify once in a while and they just go do it. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the worst. That's, that's where people get into evil. And then they also have fun of like being so good at it that they're not getting caught. And... Yeah, yeah. Crazy. You, is it um, Mind Hunters, I think that thing was called. You got to watch that series. It really does a great ask, job of. The, the last one I'm going to ask you about okay. is this nurse. This was the male nurse, Charles Cullen. They yeah. did a movie about it. How he. He was killing patients. Yeah, or he was killing patients. He was acting yeah. like he was the most caring thing. Yeah. And he would get off on killing not even people that were that old, but just like. And they finally. What makes. A health professional do that because he's not the only one. There's been a few. Well, w when I've seen it in the past, it's sometimes, and I don't think that's what this is, but sometimes it's a sort of uh, evangelical, um, evangel like like a uh, vigilanteism. Yeah. Like we're letting people suffer. They need to just be allowed to die naturally. Right. And we to help them along. And they're going to stay in the system forever and they don't know how miserable they're going to be. I need to help them and save them from this system. Right. This is, again, almost like the psychotic mom killing the kids for the devil doesn't get them. Yeah. They feel justified in saving them from the misery that... Now, I'm guessing... That as a nurse, that they, you know, we see a lot of misery and suffering, and maybe they can't handle that. Yeah. And so they have to save people from it, something like that. That's, not, I don't think that's what this was. Right. This guy actually seemed to get off on it, which is that other thing I was just talking about. Yes. Um, Drew, we are going to talk more, but okay. we're going to do it on Patreon okay. because it, it, it does get a little juicier and darker. Oh, so that's boy. Have to darker than what we've been talking about. Why do you take me but down this path? Everybody knows who you are, but just okay. tell them where they can find you and all the shows okay. you're working on. Uh, do come up and say hi to me if you're a Juicy Scooper. I love that. I, I really, yeah. really, really do enjoy this community. Um, the show that uh, Susan produces right now is on fire. It's a, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Most Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 3 o'clock. It's a streaming show. Just go to drdrew.tv and you'll get a blast on that. And I've been interviewing all the people that have been silenced during COVID. And I realized some of them are non-scientific and some of them aren't saying things I really agree with. Uh, but I've learned something from every single one of them. And I'm realizing through having done this show and really trying to put together the history of what happened to us in the last three years, I'm realizing there's a bigger problem than just people being non-scientific. There is a social, cultural, political thing that's preventing us, the scientists and the clinicians, from even getting access to the science. And so that's a bigger problem, and I'm very, very concerned about that. I thought about that in the shower this morning. I thought, oh, that's why I'm fascinated by this, because how can I, I'm trying to understand the science. If I don't have access to the back and forth in medical literature that we normally have, 
what am I looking at? I don't understand what it is I'm doing anymore. So, right. and that's a cultural problem. Um, so anyway, that and uh, at doordoctor.com, um, after dark, more comedy stuff. You'll like that a little better. It's more yeah. like Loveline. And then I do a show with Adam still now, three days a week. That's Adam great. Adam Carolla. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you.